Hi, this is Mark. And this is Francois doing the Daily Ride podcast for Tuesday, July 12th, 2011. And even though you may already be a winner, we're still putting the commute in commuter entertainment. All right. Perfect. Like magic, it's working. (laughs) Fucking A. You know, you'd think after... You know how many months of this we'd have this shit worked out. Yeah, you'd think, but not quite. Well, uh, if you repair the little thing that keeps our Which microphone, I'm going to. yeah, all right. So let's, uh, let's take care of that tonight. Okay, deal. Uh, now I'll start. You know, now I have. To now get... I'll start the episode off the way I meant to start the episode off, sure. which is Jerusalem. If I forget you, fire not gonna come from me tongue. <laughs> Who sings that song? Modest Yahoo. Let's keep it that way. Hey. That's not nice. <laughs> Funny, but not nice. No, you did a very nice job of that. Jerusalem, if I forget you. Could be expected. Then my right hand forget what it's supposed to do. Uh, you know, I saw Modest Yahoo live. Really? Yeah. We'd actually gone to see another act. Does the lead singer have dreads? No. Really? Well, Did he's you know he's like... Uh, used to be a Hasidic Jew, so... I didn't... Well, they have kind of dreads. Eh, just a long beard. More like a... He used to be a Hasidic Jew, so he's not a Hasidic Jew? Well, yeah, he's still a Jew. I don't know if he was ever Hasidic, but yes, he was. he's very Jewish. Super Jewish? Sh- super Jewish. Extra Jewish? Jewish. He's super Jewish. <laughs> super Jewish. You yeah. figure it's just a switch. You either are Jewish or you aren't Jewish. But no, it turns out you can be super Jewish. Super duper Jewish. Ah. Yeah. Um, now, are those, uh, are those uh, classifications recognized in the Talmud? I, don't, I, I doubt it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, he's, uh, he's pretty pretty damn Jewish. Um, it was an interesting show, although we left like halfway into it because uh, the act we'd gone to see had already played, and so we were kind of like, eh, eh, get the fuck out of here. Does he sing reggae? Yeah. Yeah. You never heard his uh, music? Yeah, I, and I, in fact, I think I've seen videos and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just kind of a curiosity, because here's this super Jewish guy. One day, with, uh, one with, day. With, what do they call those things that... Uh, like uh, those locks, those curly, those uh, curly cues, pigtails. No, no, they're just they're tiny little pigtails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm sure that's how they refer to them. Yeah. Uh. uh now we're talking. Herschel, your pigtails <laughs> are getting a little long there. <laughs> Maybe it's time to give him a trim. That's not really a Jewish accent. Yes, it is. <laughs> it wasn't. Yes, it is. It's. I was doing Zoyberg. <laughs> really? So, yeah. It is. It's totally a Jewish accent. I don't know. All right. Let's it, hear it, your. It, it, it wandered into French Canadian. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. All right. Well, I'll listen. You're getting a little long there. It's like a Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of the Wisconsin Jewish tribe. <laughs> Let's hear your uh, Jewish accent. No, 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 I get off the cleft. You call these bagels? 
It's alright. It's alright. Uh, I, I go with the Woody Allen style Jew. So, let's hear. Uh, well, I'd have to, uh, I don't know, give me something particularly Jewy to say. <laughs> uh, so, how much for that gold watch? <laughs> so, how much for that gold watch? Uh, $400, sir. You gotta be kidding me. $400? You gotta be kidding me! I got one like that for 200 I got one like that for 200 back in Minsk. <laughs> Very good. Okay. That's that. That's pretty good. Many Jews in Minsk? I don't really you know. You ain't getting any gold watches in Minsk, yeah, by the way. That's, that's, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're gonna find many Jews and or gold watches in Minsk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, the first town that popped in my head. All right, give me a break. Yeah, no, fair enough. There used to be Jews in Minsk. Yeah, not anymore. Until the pogroms. What are the pogroms? Pogroms were when they went out systematically to annihilate a Jewish village or Jews as they were migrating. Wow, that they sounds were... like a blast. Oh. I mean, they, they really did. I mean, they went out, they sent the, I can't remember, Red Army, White Army, I can't remember which army. Uh, hold on for just a second, I want to make sure you're coming in clear. Okay. Only some minor technical difficulties today. So, yeah, so, I, uh, I, I can't remember which army they would send out to do the pogroms, but they would send them out, and they would just wipe out villages. You know the story, everything is illuminated? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a story of a village like that. Okay. What's weird? That they would just go out and annihilate. <laughs> well, not if you hate the Jews. But why so, hate but the Jews? They're such an industrious folk. Mm. I call it jealousy. Yeah, being jealous of the Jews. I, I <laughs> jealousy. That's yeah, uh, it's delightful. You know it. I. You know, there's more to it than we realize. I don't fully understand it. Sure. It pretty much uh, uh, boils down to you need a good people to hate. Right. It uh, it improves the cohesion of the rest of the tribe if you can focus all your anger on some outside force. Right. Like, you think the world would get along if we were all of a sudden attacked by aliens? You know, we'd all just kind of band together it, and it be would, like... It would help. It would help. Uh, we'd still hate each other. And we'd still... You'd be like, those right. fucking... But, uh, but for uh, example... Klingons. You're right, you're right exactly. <laughs> Fucking Klingons and their war ships. Exactly. We'd, we'd be... We would... We'd still have our own corruption and our own laziness and our own... Uh, our own problems. Right. You know, we'd still have our own problems and our own things we'd have to deal with. But, like, in the abstract, we'd be able to... Well, first of all, the uh, the governments could rally us under the, the uh, threat of... Uh, genocide? Well, alien invasion. What's genocide? Genocide. Genocide? Genocide. That's, That's when you annihilate an entire group of people, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What's genocide? Uh, I, I'm not sure I know. 
I think it might be a uh, word made up by Orson Scott Card. I'll have to get back to you on that. Well, xenophobia, right? Spelled the way Orson Scott Card spells genocide. Maybe it's wiping out everyone you're afraid of. Because ah. xenophobia is when you're afraid of everybody but your own kind, essentially. That's nice. Man, people can be real dicks. Oh, are you telling? I mean, are you kidding? Of course again. I mean, they, they, people are just like instantly become dicks when something doesn't go their way. That's bullshit. Yeah, or when they're frustrated, or when they. Get I don't a like bit... that. I don't like that, and I'm going to be a dick about it. Exactly. Um, but I was listening to uh, a Cato podcast that was quite interesting, where he was talking about how. Leaders, you know, uh, uh, national leaders. As in the leader? As in take me to your leader. Okay. <laughs> leader, leader, leader. No, no, no. I, I think you're thinking of. No, 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 leader. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so, so uh, you know, national leaders. Yeah. Um, use propaganda and fear-mongering to keep their people in line. And all of them do it. You know, it's just a matter of what kind of fear-mongering they use, who they, who they pick as the sort of thing to be afraid of uh, at any given time. Those are sort of shifting sands. Right. But, uh, you know, we're all... Like right now, you know, we have the terrorists. Canadians are afraid of Americans. Americans are afraid of terrorists. Russians are afraid of everybody. Germans are afraid of... You know, probably a lot of people are afraid of Americans right now because we're a big power. Sure. Right? So we're, we're a good target. We could wipe them all out. So why not be afraid of us? Right. Hey, do you think that uh, we're like Rome and we're going to topple soon? I don't know about soon... <laughs> but eventually, I mean, you know, you, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of industriousness and a lot of, uh, you know, get up and go to maintain your omni-military presence throughout the world. Right. That's interesting. And so I think you can only, you know, the Romans were a militaristic, you know pretty much a militaristic society outside of the city-state. Yeah. And that takes a lot of energy. And, you know, the folks back home are like, really? We gotta pay that much more taxes so we can put our thumb down on on the Visigoths? Right. You know? Do we really care? I mean, sure, the wine is nice, but let's just make our own wine here at home. Right. And uh, save the money. What, what would they do? They'd just go out and conquer things that had nicer, that had good elements and integrate them into the society? They, no, it wasn't as, as sort of... Uh, well thought out as well, that? Well, no, I mean, that's not very well thought out. It's, it, hey! <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my plan. Yes, I know, but, it, but that was not the goal. The goal is territory, resources, uh, slaves. Territory, right. resources, slaves... And that's what you're going after. So you, you're expanding your territory. Ah, uh, yes, the slaves. I forgot about the slaves. That is better thought out. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter 
whether or not they have good things. They have things, and you're taking them. I see. Because if you don't take them, you got to make them. Ah, gotcha. Okay. And uh, and I'm not sure what the resources were at the time, you know, I, and I'm not sure what they were running low, you know, what they what was valued at that time. Right. And you probably read a history book that might help. But uh, well, let's not get carried away. No, exactly. I'm not going to get carried away right now. So I don't know what their motivations to war war were. War was. I don't know. As don't know what's the worst world. So I don't know what their motivations to go to war yeah. were. But, there you go. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's, it, I'm sure they were classic motivations: fear of your neighbors, of the barbarians at the gate. Yeah. So the bigger your territory, the further away the barbarians are. Sure. Fear, uh, fear, fear their, uh, fear your neighbor. Yeah. Uh, that should be a commandment. Yeah. Fear thy neighbor. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't have to be because people do. See, see, that's the thing. You only have to write into commandments the things that people won't do. Naturally. Right. But people naturally fear naturally fear their neighbors, so you don't have to make a commandment. Gotcha. Uh, so there's fear of your neighbors. There's desire for other people's shit. What the hell's going on now? <laughs> that's a caravan. I think I punched the mic. Punch the mic? Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so fear of your neighbors, uh, desire for more stuff. Right. Uh, so there's, you know, wars of conquest. There's the need for slaves. Because, you know, after you've had slaves for a while, you start to like them. You right. don't want them to be slaves anymore. You want to get them slaves of their own. Sure. So you have to go further afield to find them slaves. Oh. And, get slaves for your slaves. Right. Right. Uh, then you've got... Uh, At a certain point, doesn't it just get a little ridiculous <laughs> and we're all slaves? Hey. Uh-oh. I think I stumbled onto something <laughs> deep. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it's, I, I'm sure it's all the regular motivations. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the desire for leaders to have uh, greater territory over which they... Over which they rule, right? So all those motivations, uh, but it takes time, effort, money, all those things to keep that kind of stuff up, to keep that kind of thing going, right? You're not happy about something like that. Uh, yeah, you're not coming in very loud. Thank How you. about now? That's better, actually. All right. So it it it, it takes a lot of work, um, and it takes a lot of work for the U.S. I mean, you know, 30% of our friggin' multi-trillion dollar budget goes to defense. Well, they call it defense. That's a euphemism for war. That's a a euphemism for offense. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, it used to be the War Department. Right. Hey, that was such a good name. I know. It actually described what it did. Yeah. The War Department sounded badass too. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of the War Department. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, not anymore though. Maybe get some medals. Now it's the Department of Defense. These are my war medals. Yeah. These are my defense medals. Yeah, one of them sounds like a pussy medal. <laughs> my war medals. <laughs> yeah. My defense medals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, so that's it. 
So yes, one day the U.S. will. Uh, All you know, to it say that yes, one day it won't uh, go away. Right. It'll just recede. We'll always be able to defend ourselves. We got okay. nuclear weapons now. Pakistan can defend itself. It's got nuclear weapons. That's true. You yeah. know, you uh, get serious with Pakistan, and they're gonna blow up a bomb somewhere. So that's a pretty powerful deterrent. Yes, that's true. I don't think I'd fuck with many people knowing that they could just blow something up when they wanted to. No, I mean, it really does. It changes the nature of engagement. Um, but by the same token, we can only engage in hostile contests with powers that don't have nuclear weapons. Really? Yeah, because we don't want to get into a position where we have to launch one of our nuclear weapons. If we find ourselves in a hostile conflict with another power that has a nuclear, a nuclear weapon, weapon they just then like... the potential is very high, it starts rising, that one gets to go off. And yeah. where one goes off, two go off. Right. Mutually assured self-destruction. That is the deterrent. I see. It has kept the major powers from warring with each other constantly directly in a, for a long time huh so it's acted as a pretty good deterrent well, that's good I guess uh, mutually assured destruction right that's self-destruction yes right okay interesting uh, but it probably won't last forever. And that's why all those other foreign powers are so afraid of Star Wars type ideas. Because Star, if Star, suddenly, Star Wars. Well, you know the. No, I'm afraid of Star Wars. Okay. No. Uh, uh, la- Is it Chewie? Lasers, Chewie scares you. Lasers. <laughs> Thanks, Chewie. Uh, lasers. Just wanted to see if you'd flinch. <laughs> Lasers on satellites that can knock down lasers. Lasers. Okay. That's right. Uh, they started working on lasers, uh, but uh, in the beginning, and so they so far haven't mastered it. Uh, but they've they've uh, they've worked on the project, uh, which the code name Preparation A through. Uh, <laughs> G have failed. Right. So we're hoping the next one will be a success. This code name uh, <laughs> Preparation H. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. Gotcha. Uh, but that's why they're afraid of them because if all of a sudden I can launch my nuclear weapons, but you can't launch yours against me, we got ourselves a major imbalance in the world. Yay! We can take over. <laughs> you know what? You don't want to take over. No. You don't want to take over. I don't like being the major. You know, it's like having a big target on your back. That's true, yeah. I suppose I suppose there had to be a downside I wasn't seeing. Yeah, I mean, I we don't... And plus, it's just, it's a lot of work, you know. Everybody's looking to you every time something breaks out. Uh, you know, you're the go-to guy. You know what I kind of see in the future? You know in, uh, uh, who is it, Douglas Adams' book, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide galaxy where they go to that bureaucracy planet and you gotta fill out a form to stand in line and stuff like that right I kinda see uh, I I see things going that way just everything's a trip to the DMV (laughs) (laughs) fucking pain in the ass Uh, well you know that's what a lot of uh, you know India's like that 
but the thing is, India is like that if you want to work within the system. Right. But so many people work outside of the system. Right. It doesn't that, matter. That it doesn't matter. Right. And I think I think a lot of uh, a lot of countries still don't realize, and our country is one of them. That's that's not realizing that central planning is a largely shitty idea. Right. You know, there are things you do as a federal entity that that you can come together to work on to do together as a society. Okay. But it should be fewer. It should be less. Right. You know, let your state do more and let your city do even more. Okay. Because you can actually get involved with your your city. Right. You it's almost, you know, it's very difficult to get involved with the state. And it's almost impossible to get involved at the federal level. So those guys shouldn't be doing very much. Right. They should just be sitting there. They should do the things that only they can do. In other words, that you need a federal institution to do. It should be limited. Limited government is is a good idea. Mm. Um, but people, uh, the governments don't like that. No. For one thing. Uh, they like to. They like to expand. The more they can control, the happier they feel. And because uh, they get that warm, fuzzy feeling they, when they're exerting their and, power and over somebody like, else. They don't like. They they really thrive on the citizenry being dependent upon them, much in the way kings felt like lords. It makes governments feel lordish and important. But I don't want... Government shouldn't feel important. Right. Government should feel service. People in a society are the important entity. Right. And even as they come together in groups to do things together as a community, as a society, it's the individuals that make up those communities. Right. Communities are collections of individuals that come together to do something together. Yeah. It's not... The minute the government is forcing cooperation... Yeah. You have... The, the tables have turned. Hmm. Interesting. That's just my feeling on the thing. There you go. You know, there's people out there who think all people are stupid idiots... And they need a paternal figure to force them to do what that they think is right, what they value. Um, but I am content to let people do stupid things, suffer the consequences, do great things, reap the rewards. All right. It's been a very political episode. I'm sorry. Hey, on a lighter note, uh, <laughs> watched a few episodes of The Simpsons. Yes. Man, that's still a really funny show. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, it was just terrific. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed what, myself. Uh, new episodes? Yeah. On Hulu? On uh, Fox. I watched them directly from oh, Fox. Back to the networks. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, the network, uh, the network had like some shows that were slightly older, but not. I don't know. It was weird. I, I could only get the most recent episodes on Hulu, and the network let me go back a little further. Really? Yeah. Uh, you mean on the network's website? Yeah. So you didn't actually watch the TV? No, I watched it on 
I watched like three episodes in a row on Fox.com. I watch TV when I want to watch TV. Yeah, I love that about this yeah. modern age. I'm not tied to their timetable. To, to, to their little programming schedule. Right. Oh, so I'm very excited uh, with my Ubuntu installation. You're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Linux man now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I've thrown off the shackles of Windowdom. 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 Yep. And uh, and I'm embraced free, the freedom I'm free, of. I'm a free Linux man. Yep. It's like going commando. And you know what that Linux installation cost us? Nothing. Zero. It was free. That's right. So yeah. I still have yet to sort of try out. I I was looking at. I was watching videos, checking out the interwebs. Uh, Playing music files, sure. all that works seamlessly, just like you would expect it to. Yep. And faster and better. Yep. And uh, next comes word processing, spreadsheeting, uh, video editing, yeah. pic- and well, photo editing, and we know works because we it, we got GIMP. Yep. And uh, I would say the only thing I'm not really familiar with is uh, the word processing and spreadsheeting stuff like that just because I haven't had much call for it so I didn't use it much but uh, anyone who uses open office would I mean it's right there I, well I've used open office a couple of times where I've had to install stuff right you know, where I didn't have an installation of uh, office of Microsoft office sure Uh-oh. I was gonna let you go because you're pregnant but whatever yeah uh, so yeah so you were you've you've used Open Office. So I've used it a little bit, and it works just like you would expect it to work. Yeah. And uh, so, well, there you go. It has. I mean, it has Open Office installed. So sweet. There you go. That's what you can use. Um, I haven't used Adobe. I imagine there's an Adobe version for Linux. Uh, how do you mean? Well, PDF. Oh, file. PDF. Yeah, it just reads them. I don't know what it uses, but. So it's got some interpreter form. Yep. Ooh, ooh, ooh not oh. cool, not cool, folks. Man, you need to signal. You I'm need to not uh, do weird stuff. You need to not turn into my lane when you're turning the other direction. If he'd been signaling, there's a lot of shit going on there yeah. that is bullshit. If he'd if he'd signal, it would have been slightly less weird. Wow, yeah. that was misleading. What? That woman was wearing some very young-looking clothes and and like had highlights and stuff. You get around, old as fuck. <laughs> that was very. Uh, that was a letdown. Now what the hell is going on here? Uh, I don't know. That looks a bit like Andrew's car, but Andrew would never park there. Hmm. Hmm. And there's a dog in the back. Oh, that's a dead giveaway. It's not Andrew. Not Andrew. Uh, well, at least not that type of dog, anyway. All right. All right. Let's get to work. And we're back. You may already be aware. So, uh, you're busted up, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just so, so tired. So fried. So, a little bit, you feel a little bit worked? Freaking freaky seed. So, you worked a little hard today? I did. I worked very hard today, I'd say. All right. Good. It's about time. Hey. Oi. Make up for some of that slacking you used to do in the past. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, what'd you do today? 
Uh, I got the office ready for the mega blowout tent sale. Tent sale event. Event, exactly. Uh, Downtown Burlington, the 16th and 17th. Lots of <laughs> lot, lots of Frenchies in the store today. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure to boot them all Must out. Must be construction holiday or something. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I booted them all out. That's uh, what I do to customers who come into the store. You, you speak English? What? Out of here! <laughs> Go take it the fresh air. Tabarnak. Ça c'est pas gentil. J'aime pas cette magasin. Yeah. So yes, it was it was actually quite nice. I got to practice my French. That's good. Uh, and the people are very very uh, nice. That's cool. It's nice. Oof. These people looked just fucking awful. Jeez, <laughs> you, you know, that? you work hard one day and all of a sudden you're in a sour mood. I am just, I'm so 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 angry. Hey, why. you didn't get fucked over by eBay today, okay? Oh, what happened there, oh, by the way? Fucking eBay and PayPal. All right. They can stick their service right up their asses. What happened? Never. I'm never, you ever were, uh, doing business with those motherfuckers again. You were uber pissed. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay. I have a Nokia cell phone. Two of them, as a matter of fact. Okay. And uh, I'm selling them. Right. Online with you, and I uh, list them on eBay. One goes for fifty-eight bucks, shipped to Pensacola, Florida, or wherever the hell. The other one goes for about the same price, right? Uh, maybe even slightly less. Yeah. Well, and I, in my listing, I say ship within the continental U.S. I always say that because I know getting outside the continental U.S. is a pain in the ass. Even to Canada is a real major pain in the fucking gulliver. So. Okay. So is the ass a Gulliver as no, well? No, your head is a Gulliver. Oh, okay. It's yeah. a pain in the head. Yeah. Gotcha. So, but I'll. All I've right, done, we're back on track. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. I've shipped to Canada, and it costs. It's expensive, and you got to fill out a bunch of fucking paperwork. It's it's a pain. It's a you know it's irritating, and I didn't sign on for it. Okay. But I ship anywhere in the continental U.S. for eight dollars and twenty-seven cents. Okay. There you go. So, uh, so I, I list my item, they both sell. Sure. And the guy from, the guy who buys the Florida one, I ship it off to him, everything's fine. Yeah. The other guy is from fucking Moldova. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you Have we talked about this before? I don't know if we have or not, but the yeah. saga... Well, I remember it being a, I remember it being a gigantic pain in the ass. Gigantic pain in the ass. Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, Stefan, or whatever his name is from Moldova, he says, he sends me back, I tell him, uh, I don't ship to Moldova. Or no, I, he asked me for how much shipping to Moldova. Right. And and like $49. I'm, I'm like $47. Yeah. And he has a bird. He said, no, no, way too much. Should be $15. So I go, I say, using what discount Moldovan shipper? <laughs> so usually $15. Moldovex? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so I, I say, look, I say, look, 
you know, I might be able, because that was shipping at FedEx or however it was going to do it. Sure. Because I, I might be able to waddle down to the post office, something else I didn't sign up for, because sure. FedEx picks up at my door. Yeah. But I might be able to ship it to Moldova using the post office for 20-something dollars, $25. He says, fine. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, he says, get me a quote or let me know how much. Right. And so I'm like, ah, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> but I'm doing it. Did you say so, it like that? Well, I, he, I said, I can, he said, he said it should, oh no, when he first said to me, should be $15, I wrote him back a note that says, I'll ship anywhere in the continental U.S. for eight bucks. Period. That's all I wrote back to him. Right. And when he complained about my price. Right. I said, I'll ship it anywhere in the U.S. for eight bucks. Right. So he wrote me back but a note. But he says, no, no. He says, wrote me back a note. It, it should be $15. No, no. He please, says, must he, have phone. He, that's what he says. He says, please, please, must have phone. Need phone. I have to get phone. Okay. So I'm like, oh, all right, okay. So I go down to the... He's a douchebag. I, <laughs> I checked on the... I don't know if he is or... Well, he is in the end. But I, I don't know if, uh, I check online, and I can send it to Moldova, and I give him, I say, I might be able to do it for 25 bucks. He says, yeah, please check. So I say, okay. So I go to the post office, and I say, how much to Moldova? And they say, and they say, uh, Where now? <laughs> Moldova. <laughs> yeah, and, that's what they said. And, who? And what the who? who? What did you call Where? me? Montana? No. Kiss your mother with that mouth? Exactly. So I, I, <laughs> I say to him, I, I get the price. He says, well, do you want insurance? I go, how much is insurance? Well, if you get it with insurance and tracking, $47. Just sure. like I told him. Yeah. You get it with, I said, well, what if I don't do insurance? Insur well, with tracking, $29.73. What if I don't get tracking or insurance? Fourteen ninety-seven. Now we're talking. Okay, so I go back and I write, write what's his face, whatever his name is, a letter on you know through the eBay system, and I say, I here's the rates: fifteen dollars, no insurance, no tracking. Yeah. Twenty-nine dollars, no insurance with tracking. Forty-seven dollars, tracking and insurance. So he says, $15, please send me now. All right, but it's Done. your deal. And I say, okay. So I pack the thing up. I fill out the customs forms. I put the phone in a box. I rebox the box because I know it's going to Moldova. And then, then, then the post office decides to tell me, oh, you can't ship batteries through the post. So I lied and I said, no batteries in there. Right. And uh, they said, okay, as long as there's no batteries. Said, no batteries. <laughs> Absolutely uh, <laughs> no batteries. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. How, who would ever think of dare? Yeah. Who, you know, what sort of moronic individual would think yeah. they could send a battery through yeah. the U.S. Post? Jesus Christ. Find me that fellow. I've got some land to sell him. <laughs> anyway. So, I... <laughs> so, so, right. so, I sent it. Yeah. With the, with the battery. With the battery, sure. And, uh, 
and off it goes. Right. And then, oh Jesus, there's no place to park. What day is it? It is Tuesday. Tuesday. Jesus. Apparently, it's everyone go to the fucking grocery store day. <laughs> wow, this is a really tiny parking space. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, you're not going to be able to get out, are you? I'll manage. No, no, no. We're yeah, good. Sure. Okay. So, uh... Yeah? Uh, so I, I mail it off. Yeah. To be continued. <laughs> hey, uh, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. There we go. Here's a question for you. Yes? You think that kid in the green cap way over there gonna look back at pictures of himself and think, man, what the fuck was I thinking? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he will. He will. Unless he gets a couple of tattoos. I mean, I have those moments about myself when I was like 12. That kid's like probably in his mid-teens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I figure by your mid-teens. No. No. You gotta be like... Mid-teens yeah, right. is the, mid-teens is the new, uh, like, 8, 9. Oh, really? Yes, really. Yeah, I was, uh... Just because, like, when I think of myself when I was 15, I haven't changed much, but I've pretty much been wearing the same clothes for uh, eight years. Is that weird? <laughs> well, you didn't... You didn't uh, dress like a, you know, an idiot back then either. No. Yeah. So you. But that's I mean, what it's I'm just saying. Fairly basic. That's what I'm saying. Like I look at myself, like I had a mullet when I was like 12, and that's about as far as it went. Yeah, and even yeah. then, it was a it was a mild mullet. Yeah, it was not like a. It was not a regular. It wasn't like a Doug the Bounty Hunter mullet. It was like a. Yeah, it was more like. Yeah, you know, like uh, my haircut is not quite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll look back and, and be embarrassed. Because, I mean, like, that, that's going to go out of style, like, tomorrow. <laughs> and, he's gonna, and he'll be wearing it for another year or so. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, I mean, like, even Sean Combs is wearing, like, sweaters and I, regular I clothes I now. That's P. Diddy. Thank you. I know who P. Diddy is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, P. Diddy. I mean, like, I saw a picture of him in a magazine. He was wearing, like, you know, kind of a sweater and some nice slacks and, like, just looked like a normal dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, it's funny. Uh, I think traditionally uh, black folks have taken a great deal of pride in their... Attire, yeah, and way more so than than most white dudes. Sure. Um, well, I don't know if that's always been true, but yeah. No, I think for a long time that's been. I think that's been an element of. I mean, part of it is because you know when when you when they when blacks came out of slavery, they had no money. Okay. So they were poor, super poor. <laughs> right. And. And it wasn't uncommon for them to not have very nice clothes 
and be attired in the same way that the poorest sort of whites were attired at the time. Yeah. Um, and that it was important early on to sort of say, you know, I ain't no poor white dude. You know, I, I'm, I'm better than a poor white dude. Right. And I dress better and looking good's important to me and, and it's a it's a, a sort of a first symbol of not being a damn slave anymore. Right. It's having you know, nice clothes. Having nice clothes and being able to, to look sharp that that was an important uh, distinction to be made about yourself. Sure. Uh, I just think that, that, you know, it took on a sort of cultural significance. Yeah. Um, and, and I think among the well-to-do yeah. in, uh, in white, in, in, uh, if you're white, sure, it's been important as well to, yeah. to distinguish yourself from poor white people. Right. Right. To so say essentially address... nice clothes are to distinguish you from poor people. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So what, regardless of what, what your culture right. is. Sure. Uh, so I think, but I think especially in the sort of, uh, I, I think it was a long time. I think it's only recently right. that there's been a burgeoning black middle class. Yeah. So there was only two classes in the black community: poor, yeah, and t- sick of being poor. Right. And sick of being poor meant you needed to dress well. And you need to look the part. You need to do well in school. Take pride in yourself, your community, your blah. You know all that stuff. Sure. Um, and and that's the way you distinguish yourself. And that only in the last several decades have we seen a burgeoning, really since the '60s, since the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. Have we seen a, a burgeoning uh, black middle class? that sort of like you know where I'm not going to say the dress wasn't important because I think again culturally in the black community it's more important right I stand by that statement I may be wrong but I I think that right and uh, but but I I think that that uh, have you sort of seen the edge come off of that being critical sure yeah 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 to being uh sophisticated, top-notch person within the black community. Sure. Now you can kind of wear jeans and a like, casual shirt. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, alright. Interesting. I'm just, I'm just, you know, because I remember, I, I remember growing up with, you know, like, I, I you remember, uh, Willie? Yeah. Uh, he was my parents' generation. Sure. And he was middle class. Yeah. And dress was exceedingly important to him. Yes, that's true. You know, yeah. and and sort of elements, not of status, he wasn't a status animal. No. But having a nice car, having a clean lawn, having a nice place, yeah. having nice clothes, these were exceedingly important to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Interesting. Anyway, that's yeah. my thoughts on that. On the issue. Uh... So I send my package to Moldova. Oh right, yeah, okay, that's so right. So off we it's gone. About off that. it's gone. Fine. So two weeks later, I get a call. I get a note from. I wish I could remember his name. 
We'll call him Stefan for lack of a Stephane. better name. Stefan. Uh, Not Boris? Stefan, no. No. Maurice. He wasn't Bad from, he wasn't, he wasn't from <laughs> Pottsylvania. <laughs> no. He's from well, the, he might as well he, have been. Yes, in the end, he might as well have been. Yeah. But, uh, so anyway, so so Stefan uh, gives me, sends me a note. Hey. You know what really weirds me out? Just sorry, but noticing those two girls on the corner. Yeah. It really fucking freaks me out when, uh, you know, 13-year-old chicks uh, dress like sluts. It's yeah, creepy. I know, I know. It's creepy and it's weird. It's creepy weird. It's gotta stop. And sad. Hey, just, your parents, reel in your kids. Don't let your 12-year-old girl go out in a mini, you know, like, little short shorts. Yeah, I know. And it's a mistake. It's, a mistake. it's disgusting. Creepy. But, you know, a chick like that is gonna peak at 14. Yeah. So, maybe... Yeah, because by the time she's 19, she's gonna be fat. Yeah, so maybe it's not a bad idea. Well... Anyway, it still creeps me out. Yeah, I know it's. So, so I, I fired off to him, and uh, two weeks later, I get a note back from him. Hey, I haven't seen the package yet. Where is? Where is? And so I send him back a note. Hey, dude, I don't ship out of the U.S. I have no idea how long uh, it takes. It takes. Yeah. Um, but by the by, I've posted the receipt from the post office. Right. And so I, I posted it online to give him a link to it. Yeah. So he could see, and I scanned the receipt, so he could see when I shipped it off. Sure. And Which I, you kept, because you figured this might be a problem. Yeah, it's, I'm starting to sense a problem. Right. And, yes, and I did. I kept it, because I thought it might be a problem. Sure. So I had that receipt. And I want to have a whole folder where I, where I can just put things like, I'm going to keep this, because it might end up being be a, a problem. problem. Right, that's right. So, I, uh, I, a day later, uh, Stefan is, filed a complaint with eBay. Sure. A non-delivery of goods. Yeah. And, uh, and it's going into, you know, they're asking me for proof of delivery. And tracking in particular. Sure. And I send them a nice little letter saying, I don't... I didn't buy that stuff because he told me not to. Correct. Yeah. And I showed him, the, I gave him the email correspondence. I had the whole email correspondence sure. that I had kept. And where, and it was on eBay system anyway, so they had all that information anyway. And But I showed it to him. I printed it all out, you know, sent them a letter saying, you know, this is the agreement. Yeah. Uh, here's the, the a link to the receipt where I sent the goods off. Said I've you know in in the 81 things that I've sold on eBay, I've never not shipped. This is not you know I shipped an identical item to someone in Florida. It all went out. Everything was good. Everything yep. went out. And he waved his tracking and blah blah blah. And they sent me back a note saying, okay, fine, we're figuring it out, and we'll let you know how we roll. And sure. Bang. Seven days later, they call me back and say that they're going to refund Stefan and that I owe them the money. Fuck them hard. So, oh, but I, okay. I I appeal the decision. Sure. I say, look, dude, Stefan waived his thing. He he took responsibility. He didn't want to pay for tracking. He didn't want to pay for insurance. And there you have it. And besides, it's going to get there anyway. 
Right. It's it just taken some time. Right. Because it takes time to ship shit to Moldova. Right. You know the the crooked uh, post office workers in Moldova have to see if it's something they want to steal or not, and then they have to you know then our incompetent postal system has to get <laughs> to them first before they can decide whether or not they want to steal it, and then it's in the Moldovan postal system. Right. Who the fuck knows how that works? You know, they send guys some out on some some guy out on mule back to <laughs> I don't know how it works over there. Sure. So anyway, uh, to no avail, they reviewed my appeal and they ruled against me. Uh. So so I disconnect my payment method to eBay. Sure. Which by the way happens to be PayPal. Which yes. eBay owns. Yes. eBay owns PayPal. So, I, I happen to have a balance sitting in my eBay account, which was stupid of me, of about $40, and I owe them about $68 for the refund that they've given to this to this Moldovan thief. Right. Um, who, by now, has left me feedback. Good feedback. Happy feedback. Happy feedback. Great eBayer. You know, or whatever he says. Great eBay transaction or whatever the fuck he leaves Yeah, me. for you, you got a phone shipped for free. And you're all your money back. <laughs> and, uh, now, first of all, if he, let's say I didn't ship him the phone and he never got it. and But he got a refund. Would he leave me a note saying great eBay? No. No. He'd be like, I fucking had to get my money back. The guy never shipped. Yeah. What a jackass. But no, he leaves me a thing. Great eBay. Right. So, anyway, that's that. So I let that go. And they keep sending me these notices. By the way, we're going to suspend your account, blah, 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 if you don't pay. And I'm not going to pay him. I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to... Right, gonna, this guy got the phone. I'm not going to volunteer them any money. Yep. Uh, so, today, I look on... I go to my PayPal account, and they've fucking taken the $40 out of my, they, out of my PayPal account. Without my authorization, eBay took the balance that was in there, and I still owed them twenty bucks. They didn't go into my bank account, fortunately, because it's probably illegal. Yeah. Without my authorization, but they did take everything in my eBay account, in my PayPal account. Yeah. I got on PayPal. I promptly closed my PayPal account, shut my PayPal account down, sent them a big fuck off notice. Right. I told them why. Yeah. And then I called up eBay and I said, we're done here, right? Close my account. And I showed a zero balance, but I still owed them 20, or in their opinion, still owed them $20, which they had wrongly refunded to Stefan in Moldova. Right. So I got on their phone and after about an hour of arguing with them, they're going to send me to collection for the $20. What? So I fucking paid it. I paid it. I'm not going to... For $20, I'm not going right. to besmirch my credit report. The fuckers. I will never, ever, ever do business with eBay again. Oh, and God. I urge a... everybody else to fuck them in the ass. Never do business with them. Fuck eBay. It's a bullshit site now anyway. It's all a bunch of power sellers and 
Uh, there's no real values on it anymore. You can get everything you can get on eBay somewhere else at the same price or better. Right. If you're looking for a bargain, Craigslist is the answer. Screw sure. eBay. Close your account today. Close your goddamn account. Close your account with PayPal. Fuck PayPal. <laughs> Down with PayPal. Down with PayPal. Go get a get a Western Union BitPay account. Yeah. Screw PayPal. Fuck those fucking fuckers. Hey, it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm super pissed at them. Boy, and yeah, I won't do business a, with them anymore. What a hell pain with them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. So I'm done with them. Kel done with Air, PayPal. Dude. I'm done with eBay. I'll never do business with those guys again. And I can't encourage people strongly enough to stay away from them. Yeah. And especially if you're a seller, they'll screw you. Yeah. Anyway, I never, for the love of God, never, ever, ever ship anything out of your home country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done with that. Nice. Oh, God. I have vented my bile. That sucks so hard. Oh, it was making me mad, and I was really getting mad at the guy. And it was all I could do. And I kept saying, like, every time I would I would vent some vitriol, sure. I would say, I'm not mad at you. Right. I'm mad at eBay. Yeah, you got to do that every once in yeah, a while. And, and he would go, like, I know, starting. I don't take it personally. I said, good, because it's not meant personally. But tell your boss... Tell whoever, tell your employer yeah. that Email I, everyone up the chain. They disgust me. I said, how long have I been doing business with you guys at eBay? He said, since 2000. So 11 years I've been doing business with you, and never once have I not done what I said I would do. I pay my bills on time. I ship when I say I'm going to ship. Every single piece of feedback in there for me is positive, including this guy, by the way. Right. And you still fucked me for the $68. Right. Oh, cops. No, it's just the that uh, radar detector oh, thing shit. that they put there every once in a while. Okay, okay. fine. That no, thing can't give you a ticket. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do, but... Because <laughs> if I do it, I don't want there being any record sure, of it. No, that's a good idea. But a little chewing gum goes a long way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All Anywho, right. yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate those. But things. it made me mad. Like I was really upset. Yeah. I, I was getting bent out of shape. In fact, I yelled at you when you came in. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't yell. But I was like coming in, and I was like kind of standing there waiting for you because you're supposed to be helping me unload those pallets. <laughs> and I kind of came in, and I was lingering. And you're like, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm busy. Okay, I can't. I'm not gonna come out there. You're on your own. And I was like. Okay. Yeah. At that on. point, I still thought I might have a chance because the guy was ta supposedly talking to his supervisor. Sure. To maybe get your money back or... Yeah, I said, look, I've paid two-thirds of it. How about we split this fiasco? Right. And so he went and he came back and said, no, uh, we're going to have to charge you for that. Oh. Uh, I'm like, oh, fuck That was hell. the nail in your eBay coffin. Oh, man, that was it. Yeah. That was it. I mean, I might have even let it go had they split it with me. Right. They wouldn't even split it with me. Screw them. Yeah. They took it. They took the money from your account. They took the money from my account. That guy got his phone. Right. For sure. I mean, they, that phone went out. I didn't. I lost my merchandise. Right. Ugh. Ah, fuck them. Fuck Dull. them and their a-holes. Anyway, we're home now. 
<laughs> so happier times. Yeah. Your mom's gonna make us a nice big Greek salad. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Check us out www.dailyhyphenride.com for more venting of bile and vitriol spewing. Yeah, sure. Post it up on the website if you like. Yeah, I'm gonna. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. Right on. Uh, and remember, life oh. is short, so have fun. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, now. Now. Right on. Right on. <laughs>